Coming up today on the Lead to Succeed podcast. You can change how you look. You can change the way you dress. You can change the color of your hair. You can, you can even change the people you hang out with and the activities you do. But unless you change your mind, the same exact thing is going to keep happening to you again and again and again and again. Do you want to learn the tricks that top leaders use to get the most out of themselves and their teams? Well, Naftali Hoff is here to help lead to succeed. Picks the brains of top leaders to learn about their challenges, insights, and best practices. Here's Naftali. Hello, Lead to Succeed Nation. It's Naftali Hoff, and welcome to Lead to Succeed, episode 38. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Mark Metry. Mark is a serial entrepreneur who began hustling when he was just in second grade. He now operates View Dream, a growing and innovative virtual and augmented reality marketing and advertising agency based in Boston. View Dream is responsible for advertising and marketing for many prominent virtual reality companies in the industry around the world, as well as posting daily content to millions of people online. And by the way, Mark's stuff online is fantastic. If you're not already connected with him, check the guy out. That's how I found him. And I'm super excited, Mark, that you're here, but I'm not done with your bio. So let's go a little further. Mark is also the host of iTunes Top Charts podcast, Humans 2.0. Mark's show features an innovative and talented guest on every episode on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and iHeartRadio. On the show, Mark converses with CEOs, entrepreneurs, authors, and many other inspiring individuals to educate others, to change their own lives, and upgrade to the human version 2.0 that is inside all of us. Mark, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so excited. That's such a beautiful intro, man. And thank you so much for having me. And thank you to everyone out there for tuning in. Yeah. And it it just goes to show you how people can connect when things are important, despite the fact that he's up in Boston and they just eliminated my Yankees. So I'm not going (laughs) to go too deep on that right now, but uh, we'll have to talk afterwards, Mark, on that issue. Anyway, I'm super (laughs) excited that you're here and, you know, bringing you in. I needed to abridge your bio. There's so much there. What did I not say that that uh, Lead to Succeed should know about you and your journey to this point? Yeah, I mean, I think I've just always been, uh, you know, a human being that's had some natural God-given ability. And, you know, I've sort of had to like figure that out. I used to be somebody just a couple years ago where I thought I didn't have a story. I had a very low self-esteem. I was labeled as a shy kid. And like really everything that you see here today, whether it's I'm speaking or I have a top 100 podcast, those are all different things that I engage in to constantly improve myself, even though sometimes it feels like I'm chewing on nails. So I would say that's that. So I'm, I would say I'm, I'm consciously aware of my strengths, my weaknesses, and I'm just trying to get better every day. Great. Yeah. And, you know, let's stay there actually for a minute because I think that the issue you just raised is an important one for everybody to, to, to listen to and to think about, especially if you've got an area which you think could be somewhat of a limiting belief. So you talked about being shy, you know, maybe feeling a little bit socially out or awkward or whatever term would be appropriate. I don't want to speculate, but it's certainly possible. And there are people who are listening, I can say all of us in some way, struggle with. Who am I? What are my gifts? 
how do I leverage my gifts in order to succeed in a place where maybe my abilities don't quite fit the mold of the successful podcaster, CEO, entrepreneur. You know, those are the people who are naturally gifted in communication. They're naturally gifted in their capacity to share ideas and get up on stage and just be comfortable, right? But that's not really true. And oftentimes, whether it's media or the way that we try to brush up our pictures on Instagram and whatnot to make ourselves look all pretty and nice, the reality is we all have demons. And we all have limitations. So speak to us a little bit, Mark, about how you consciously took steps to pivot from that shy, reticent person that you were to where you are now. Yeah, that's a great question. So before I begin that, you know, I don't know a single person that is considered world class and really at the top of the top of the peak that was sort of born that way. It's usually they've struggled with that. They've had to practice and get better so many times. That's what puts them on the world scale. So for me, a big part of it was, you know, I had always been doing things throughout my entire life, whether it was when I was seven years old and I was collecting Pokemon and baseball cards and then selling those as a way for me to just get money so I wouldn't ask my parents of money or whether it was me going on the internet when I was 12 years old, starting a successful YouTube channel, learning how to code develop, um, starting a multi six-figure business by the time I was 15 years old. So like I had always done a bunch of different things, but I wasn't really conscious of it. I was just living my life. And for me, a big part of becoming conscious of my existence, of, of really my state, my condition as a human being here was when I went off to college. And the major thing with that was like, I just came to the realization that like, you know, hey, Mark, you know, you can change how you look, you can change the way you dress, you can change the color of your hair, you can, you can even change the people you hang out with and the activities you do. But unless you change your mind, the same exact thing is going to keep happening to you again and again and again and again. So I started experiencing this in college. And to tell you the truth, when I first started realizing this, it actually made me more uncomfortable. Um, I started to feel the rising of resistance within myself, like kind of the the part in me that I had never really addressed for a while. So, mm-hmm. you know, I did what most people did. I tried to drown out that voice in um, in food, in drinking, in Netflix, in other activities, you know, sometimes other people, sometimes different kinds of thought patterns, right? So I did that and it really plunged me down this really dark path where I just like became obese in like a very short amount of time, very depressed, even more socially anxious, kind of isolating myself. And I ended up like, at the end of that semester, I ended up going back home, spent some time with my family, ended up traveling, going to Egypt. And there I got like a lot of perspective. And like when I got back, I didn't really know what happened. And I still wasn't really conscious of everything that I'm telling you. But I just knew that I had to make some changes. So I started making some lifestyle changes in regards to my diet, the kind of food that I was eating, um, what I was drinking, how much sleep I got, how much exercise I got. And as I started doing that, different things just started 
to open up for me. So like I started to read uh, like more books on like mindset and communication. Then I started to like learn how to meditate. And then I started to learn what, you know, being actually thankful and living in a state of gratitude actually did and journaling and this, this and that. And it really just set me on this um, path of awakening. And for me, you know, a particular moment where I really think there was I don't know. Some people call it like a quantum shift. Some people call it like an awakening or something. For me, it was November 8th, 2016, where I just had like this moment where I really just started to understand that life on the outside is just a a mirror, an exact reflection of what I have going on on the inside. Um, And when I understood that, you know, things have really never been the same for me. A month after that, I started my business and Eight months after that, I started my podcast, and that's where I've really started to change myself. Like, I not only looked like a completely different person on the outside, but more importantly, my internal mindset was just totally like 180 degrees. And like, wow. what I realized is like all of these gifts that I had as a child that I've always sort of had the businesses that I've run, the things that I've collected, the things that I've started all those have actually been a part of me the entire time. And it's just about getting back to those and being real honest with yourself. So that was, that that was what it was like for me. That was quite the answer. And uh, (laughs) I I think that, you know, we could probably spend the rest of our time together, just understanding or, or or sort of delving into that specific point that you just made. And there was a lot to unpack. Like I said, Uh, two things kind of jumped out at me. Number one, the last thing you said, which was, it was all there. Um, These are my words. I didn't write it down exactly yours. Um, So correct me if I'm wrong here, that it was really all there all along. And it was a matter really that you went through the process of kind of like rediscovering or uncovering, whatever term might be most appropriate, the, um, the capacity, the gift, the abilities that were within you. And the other part was the idea that you started with a very specific, you, you might've had a lot to quote unquote fix when you were describing the depth of the, of the situation you were in, but instead of trying to address it all at once, or maybe you didn't even, you know, didn't even have a plan, but the idea that you could begin here with a change in your, you know, food consumption, for example, and your diet, and then eventually move over to mental health and eventually move over to uh, mindfulness and things like this till you've reached it, you sort of addressed it all and, um, and, and become the person that you are now. So focus on either yeah. one of those or both if you'd like, but I'd love to hear absolutely. a little bit more on these specific points. Cause to me, those were fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the more I've thought of this, the more I've come to this conclusion. So like we're, we're all born here on this earth with, um, you know, like our own unique path. And that's not to say that you don't need to like learn skills or you don't need to, you know, put on your, you know, put on the pants and and create your own path. But it's to say that, you know, if you're facing any form of discomfort, if you're facing any form of, um, you know, adversity, all of that stuff is, is coming from, a deviation point of you not choosing yourself. So what I mean by that is like when I look back, I always had access to choose the path of me being in the full pursuit of my full potential at all times. But it came down to do, to a decision of me not choosing that. And when I look back, it's an accumulation of 
basically it might be crap from the environment. So it could be us internalizing a voice that a teacher or a kid or a parent or a a religious leader had once told us. And we internalize those voices. And what ends up happening is for those of us that don't really have a that are in touch with ourselves and have that self-awareness, we start to confuse that voice with ourselves. And we don't even know what our true voice is. So like the more and more that I've been on this journey, the more that I've been uncovering that, like all this stuff has been there, but I'm just like removing the layers of um, crap that I've built up through, um, you know, like uh, like uh, epigenetics, right? Um, I think it's, um, you know, there's a couple of different theories on this. Like, you know, the first seven years of your childhood, that constitutes your subconscious, which, which sets your life going. That doesn't mean you can't reprogram it or anything like that. But But ultimately, I just think it's like, we're all put here on this planet for for a purpose, and it's just a matter on our present awareness. Like when I was a kid, I don't even remember that. And to me, I think it's because I was just always in the present moment. I was always in flow. And I think for us, it's like always trying to get back at that point. And to the other point that you mentioned, I didn't have a plan at all. It was just like, I don't even know what happened, but all I know is that I don't want that to happen again. Like I wasn't aware of anything that I told you. And for me, it was just the most outwardly facing thing, right? So like I, my body put on more weight and that was life trying to send me a message and say, Hey Mark, your body is an outward expression of what's going on in your mind. So like that was a hint to me and like, hey, when you're depressed, that's actually a sign that life is trying to give you or when you're anxious or when you're fearful, when you're this, this and that. Sure. So like I just started off, I just started like Googling things like about health, about food that obviously sent me down an even more confusing journey with Uh the million other diets that are out there. And all the Um, options. Exactly. But I think it was just me taking that one conscious step. And like one thing that I'll tell you is after I lost the weight in an unbelievably short amount of time, I think in total it took like two months where I went from like uh, 210 pounds to like 160. Wow. Lost it very, very short. And I looked in the mirror and I was like, wait, that I believe set a different path where I was like, wait, so if I put in the effort in something, I can actually change that. And it showed me the power that I actually have in my own life, which is a concept that I didn't yet understand. And this is only a couple of years ago. Yeah. So you got, I got two things out of that in particular towards the end. I thought it was fascinating. And then we must pivot because we've got a lot to cover. Uh, number one is that you, you, you listen to the signs right? Our bodies tell us things, whether in physical terms that we're growing the way we don't want to, or we can't do what we physically want to be able to do, or sometimes in um, physiological senses that we're just, we're feeling anxious or there's certain other pieces to it. And success is a holistic process. You know, there's a lot of pieces to being the very best person you could be, the very best leader that you could be. And then uh, in addition to that, you talked about how you used the, I don't want to say the metaphor, but the example of weight loss 
as really an example for all aspects of life. If you want to do something, there are steps you could take. Obviously, don't do too many things at the same time, right? Too many cooks could spoil the soup. But we get the idea that once you're ready, commit and take action. And if you do that, in most cases, you're going to see tangible evidence of success. And that I think is really, really critical. So thank you for sharing that. So let's move on to another piece because one thing we haven't really talked about, though you did allude to it, is that you're very young and yet you've gotten tremendous amount accomplished already. And not only are you young, but you came to the States, the child of penniless immigrants. And the um, the backstory, if you will, usually does not add up to immediate success. And that yet there you were in grade school and high school, building businesses, pursuing your dreams. How does somebody, obviously most people are going to be listening to this are not in grade school, if anyone, maybe my own kids, but not typically. It's not my audience. So these are people who are beyond your age in most cases, but nonetheless, how do you go from a position where you seem to be at a disadvantage and really rise and do so in pretty short order? Any tips for us? Yeah. I mean, I can kind of talk about you know, what I've done. Um, so when I was, you know, growing up and, um, you know, I was doing a bunch of things, I was not conscious of what I was doing. And looking back at that now, it just really made me see like the intuitive, uh, capabilities and understanding that I had. So like when I was 15, 16 and I had a multi six figure business, I was doing different things in marketing that like everybody calls now, like content marketing, email marketing, like all these different things. I had no idea what the word marketing actually meant back then, but I was just doing all these different things. In terms of, you know, my background, the penniless immigrants, I think that's really what um, ends up driving success for some people. I think the dis-ease of my situation, whether I was conscious of it at some level or not, that drove me to do different things. Um, so like looking back, I didn't understand why people would give us boxes of food at our doorstep um, until you know I grew up, right? And I and I realized that. And I think, you know, the mark when he was seven years old, he also understood that same thing because without really having a concept of of money or like business or entrepreneur or any of this stuff, it was just being resourceful. It was just being what I could do with what I have. So like I was selling things when I was seven, not because of like, you know, the business lingo and how entrepreneur is cool and everything. It was just a way for me to like take care of myself, like be yeah. self-directed so I could buy lunch on my own so my mom didn't have to give me money. And obviously sure. I didn't understand that back then. So I think the circumstance can really push us into a lot of situations. And I think the anxiety that we have, whether we're broke or we're this or there's something broken with us or we're fat or we're this, all that stuff I think pushes us towards um greatness towards who we who we really are on the inside and so stay with stay with that for a second I, I didn't mean to cut you off but you said something important before that i really mm -hmm. want to pick up on how would you say is there anything you have found to to guide someone around that resourcefulness meaning to say like you knew that you wanted to sell something because you wanted to be able to make your own money so that you could take care of yourself and not be dependent but when i'm looking either to start a business or to become more influential, how does a person identify 
um, ways forward for themselves that really helps them to connect with not only what they're good at, but what perhaps circumstances would dictate they should be doing to drive success for them and those around them? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I would say, I think the biggest thing is that everyone already knows the answer to that. But again, I'm going to go back to, I think we just fill up our lives with a bunch of um, BS. So what I mean by that is like, whether it's on like the online business front or maybe even like the mindset in this thing, there's literally like 16 billion articles that say, yo, if you want to do this, just follow these five things. And like yep. the same goes for business and this, this and that. Everyone knows the right answer, but we just don't do it. And the reason why we don't do it is we have a, a limited belief in ourselves because there's too many voices. There is no like one person that walks up to you and is like, hey, you just got to do this, this and that. So I think the first step in doing anything is just to remove the BS in your life. That could be people, that could be certain activities that you do, that could be habits, that could be hobbies. And what I would say is literally just try to do it on your own. Try to be intuitive about it. Try to fail about it. Um, and I would say just try to push your own, move one step forward in the right direction. And I would say surround yourself with the people that that you want to be in their position, whether that's um, a mentor or a coach or a, or a, you know, a parent or a friend, that's ultimately what I think the, the success is in life. And like, for me, it was listening to podcasts at the beginning. For me, it was like reading the books, you know, think and grow rich and this, this uh -huh. and that. That's what I think the game's about. You know, it's so interesting, Mark. That was a great answer. I was a little Thanks. bit concerned on the front end of your answer. I'll be very honest with you. This is a shameless plug, but I'll be honest with you anyway. The idea that you were talking about kind of like finding your inner voice, which makes a ton of sense. But then I thought you were saying for a moment that the answers are within you and kind of like stop there. And then you pivoted to the mentor coach. And the reason I thought that that was an incredibly important pivot is because you are right 100%. I agree. Our inner voice is critical. And ultimately, that's where it all is going to focus and it's going to spring from that, et cetera. But having a mentor or really a coach creates awareness around who you are, what you want to achieve, help you kind of like declutter, as you talked about. And then take action, which is so important, you know, to be accountable, responsible, taking action. All of that, I think, yeah. is going to make a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll say one thing on that. And I, I kind of talk, talk about this in my podcast before, but it's like this. Yeah, you could do your own thing. But, you know, let's say, this is my personal opinion. Let's say if you pick up a habit like... um meditation, for example, you're going to get there faster. Let's say if you get a coach or you get a mentor, like, yeah, it could either take you like 15 years or it could take you five months. You know what I mean? Like, I, That's right. I think there's like, there's that acceleration and, and sure. there's that factor, you know? And there's also the hockey curve of growth potentially if you're involving right. others, which is really important, especially for those who yeah. are listening that are solo practitioners and don't necessarily have opportunity to bounce ideas off of someone that alone could add tremendous value. So I've got, yeah. I got one more question for you in this segment of our conversation. It's an open-ended type of question because you've accomplished so much. I'm sure we could pick your brain on this three leadership tips that you could share with us that would help me and my listeners to become a better leader. Yeah, great question. So I would say to focus on the other person and what they want and prioritize a lifelong relationship. 
Um, and the reason why I say that is like, you know, the average young person that is joining the workforce, like I believe they stay at the average job for like one, two, three years. And, you know, ultimately, like when you are their leader, you're just like a stop. You're an interim, right? Yeah. And I think you need to understand that because when you understand that and you begin to prioritize the actual lifelong human relationship, the other person starts to really capture that. And I'm not saying it works every time, but oftentimes you can get a much more lubricated and efficient team by everybody pulling their own weight because they know that you know, if they screw up, they're not going to get fired. Or like, if they do this and they're not that, I'm not, and I'm not saying like to be nice and easy on everyone. That's absolutely not what I'm saying. Um, and, and, and in terms of leadership, I point to, uh, the servant leadership Institute headed by, uh, Art Barter. I had an unbelievable chance to interview him on my podcast and he just drops so many different pearls of wisdom. So I definitely recommend people to check that out. And I would say the, the last thing is just to like, as a leader, um, I think you've got to outwardly, um, fail. And I think you've got to outwardly set the standard for, um, failure and pivoting and, um, you know, I don't want to say lack of seriousness, but really just give people the mentality of like, hey, like they're humans and you're going to treat them as humans, not like a factory worker. And the last thing I would say, and I picked this up from Rob Dube. He runs this company called Image One. It's on uh, Forbes list. And he, he, was he also came on my podcast and he was telling me that like before he starts like a inner executive meeting with his team, he has, and they don't do this every time, of course, but he has everybody uh, go around the table and just say from like one to 10, how they're doing today. Um, and that gives us more awareness, right? Cause like a lot of us, first off, don't even have self-awareness, but a lot of us lack awareness and empathy for others. And like, you just kind of know if the, if, you know, for whatever reason, right? Because we all have those days. Somebody says two, you know, that's the day like not to like razz them super hard, right? And that's obviously not an excuse to like opt out of the job or whatever it is. But I think just doing some of those things can really help establish awareness and, and, and effective communication, which I think is one of the most important things. Good stuff indeed. I'd like to um, comment on the first one and then we're going to pivot. But that that first one you talked about, it's very interesting because I think many folks, especially people like me, Gen Xers or older, uh, can have a difficult time working with millennials in the sense that it's a different culture in many regards. The, the expectations and the needs are different. And you picked up on a very important point that oftentimes millennials go into their jobs thinking that it's just a step along their path you know, just one stop on their journey. And on the one hand, for everybody, that could be extremely demotivating. As a worker, I'm like, not going to ever really deeply invest myself here because I'm not going to be here all that long. And as an employer, as a manager, as a leader, why should I invest myself in people that are going to be gone in a year or two from now or three years? It's almost like being a college yeah. basketball coach today where you know that a player is going to come for a year and then he's off to the NBA. It's just not going to stick. But at the same time, 
what I'm hearing is number one, I would think if you do build those relationships, the likelihood of people sticking around is much greater. But besides for that, why not take full advantage of the opportunity you have in front of you to engage both ways, you know, both as the employee, as well as the leader in creating a relationship so that the time that you are together, however long that's ultimately going to be, there's no way to know that it's maximized and optimized and all that good stuff. So that was a really great nugget and I loved it. Um, And so now, Mark, are you ready? It's time for yeah. our rapid fire. And so here we're going to keep them nice and short, sweet, get a little yeah. bit out of the box. Question number one is three action steps. Very short. No no elaboration, please. Three yeah. action steps that successful people do every day. Take responsibility, take action, find a way. Nice. That was quick. Okay. <laughs> the biggest difference between New York and Boston uh new york is like a thousand bostons (laughs) (laughs) okay good to know um you'll you'll have to elaborate for me offline on that one best time management tool you found calendly okay i use it as well and finally your favorite social platform linkedin 100 percent. okay that was awesome Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've gained tremendously from this conversation. And if you haven't checked out Mark yet, actually, let's take a moment to do that before we wrap this thing up. Let everybody know a little bit more about what you do, especially in terms of the social media piece and how they can find you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I am, I do a lot of different things, but the biggest hat that I wear and most people know me for is hosting a top 100 podcast called Humans 2.0. If you, if you listen to podcasts, Give that a search and let me know how it goes. Very easily accessible. I'm on every social media platform. Just search my name, Mark Metry, M-A-R-K-M-E-T-R-Y. Or you can even email me, mark at V-U-D-R-E-A-M.com. No, thanks for sharing that. That was awesome. And we are going to get all that information to the show notes as well. So please uh, do check out the show notes for all of Mark's information. Way to reach out to him. He's young in age but he is well beyond his years in stature and in achievement. And it's been really a pleasure, Mark, to uh, speak with you, to learn with you, to get to know you in person last week in our Mm -hmm. LinkedIn event uh, in New York, and uh, certainly hoping to develop and uh, nurture our relationship moving forward. Hell yeah, man. That's what it's all about. All right. Take care now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and for investing in yourself so that you can lead to succeed. Before you go, don't forget to pick up your copy of Becoming the New Boss on Amazon or at becomingthenewboss.com. If you've already got your copy, be sure to rate the book and leave a comment.